Hey everybody, welcome to the Theomatic Podcast, the place that we are making good theology automatic. This is season two already. Thanks to everybody who joined us for season one. We're really excited for this season because we're going to be answering questions, your questions. Every episode is going to be a response and an answer to a question that somebody asked. And so we're so glad that you're with us. Every time that you leave a comment, rate, or subscribe, it helps get the word out for more people to join us. So make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on. And let's jump right into today's episode. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today. Sweet. Oh, Daniel, we have a doozy for Yeah, this we got episode. a good one. Oh, man. We got this question from Olivia Joy McNeil on Instagram. Now, Olivia, you are so good at bringing up topics. I think we're actually going to make this uh, a few different episodes. So yeah. this is what Olivia uh, says. Controversial topics. I think the, it was like, hey, can you talk about controversial topics? For example, intimacy before marriage, mm-hmm. cussing, drinking, etc. Etc. So mm-hmm. today, my friend, we're going to talk about the thing that lots of people are thinking about. Salt and pepper is singing about <laughs> salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about sex, baby. Yeah. You remember that song? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So we are thinking, uh, Olivia and the rest of the world that is thinking about sex, uh, intimacy, sex, all of that. Yeah. And how about before marriage? How about after marriage? Outside, <laughs> how about outside of, of marriage, yeah. really? So um, this is a huge topic, but let's talk about it. Yeah, let's go. Everybody's thinking about it. And um, mainly, I think that our audience is is probably people that are it's striving to follow Jesus, considering mm-hmm. following Jesus. And yeah, if you're we're looking not, in we're from so the glad outside. that you're with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're looking in on what do these Jesus followers believe? Yeah. And so um, we let's talk about it, you, you know, from the scriptures and from God's heart. And so where do you want to start with this conversation, buddy? There's a Man, there's, there's so a lot much. about it. There's so much. Um, I think the, the couple of things that I would want to cover in it are um, – what I believe to be a fallacy that all sins are the same because the Bible actually says that no sin so uh, affects the body as sexual sin. So it's weighted differently. So the, the, I'd like to cover the reality of sexual sin being more a weightier issue that we should cover, uh, which is why we're giving its own episode as compared to drinking and cussing. Uh, So I'd like to talk about the importance of it. I'd like to talk about how good it is and why God made it for us. And it's a, it's a gift to a married couple. And, um, that could definitely fill the 25 minutes, just those two topics. Yeah. Would you mind if I start on your second point? Yeah, go for it. Cause I think that that's a a good foundation. Yeah. I think that it's, um, you know, this is the thematic podcast and we're, we're always discussing how do we have, is good theology automatic in us? And so I think on this particular subject, my opinion is that you have to start at the most foundational level in order to even think about this subject Mm -hmm. rightly, that's my opinion. And so what I mean by that is I think that we need to remember and acknowledge that God is good. Yeah. And that he's good for us. Yeah. And that the things that he commands us, we talked about this last season, are both for his glory and our good. And so I just want to read a few scriptures out of Psalm 16. It's not explicitly about sex, but mm. uh, just hear what I'm trying to say here. So this whole psalm is is just notice the tone of delight and pleasure that he's writing with. He says, preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, 
You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. And I always read this. I'm wondering, is that true of me? Like, do I really believe that God, uh, compared to God, nothing else is good? Is he really my highest good? And then he goes on, the saints in the land, they're excellent ones. Just notice the the joy with which he's he's looking at the things that God's given him, you know, in whom is all my delight. Mm -hmm. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out, nor take their names on my lips. So again, notice the delight that he has in God versus people that won't have joy or pleasure or delight in other things. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my law. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Let me just jump down for the sake of time. Verse 11, it says this. You make known to me the path of life, and in your presence is the fullness of joy. Come on. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's good. So here's what I want to submit on this subject that... Just in in echoing what you said, number one, God is the author of pleasure. Yeah, I know. I grew up in the church, and and I had this. I kind of thought, okay, if I follow God, it means I have to say no to pleasure, right? Or good things. I, you know, I'll follow God in Only my life. Say yes be, to hard things, yeah, difficult. Say yes things, to hard. Yeah. Say yes to the boring. Say yes yeah. to this, re- you know, religion. But I know that it's right. Yeah. Or I get to say yes to fun. And parties and yeah. whatever, and and it was just such a twisted theological belief. Yeah, and now I've come to know the truth that that God is actually the the highest source of joy, pleasure, fulfillment, delight. Yeah, and so we have to understand that or believe that about the nature of God first, and that that reality trickles down into any subject, mm. including sex. So yeah. I'll submit that God's plan for sex is not just a obey him and it it's kind of worse than maybe you'd get it in the world yeah it's actually if you obey him it's healthier and better it's the best it's the best version of it yeah Yeah. so i i I think when we're talking about good theology being in your heart if you don't start there you're not even gonna be able to think about the commandment right i I agree i want to jump in too because a lot the uh, the one of the big criticisms toward Christians who are married talking about sex is people in the world say, well, how would you know? You've only ever had sex with one partner, you know, and um, here's how we know. There's so many people who are um, recovering sex addicts, like Russell Brand is a good example, you know, recovering like prolific pornography addiction. And he comes out and he'll talk about how damaging and awful his life was. So that's how we know without doing it. We know from other people who have had that and then God redeemed and they recovered and had a marriage. And they're saying one man, one woman, you know, one marriage, one spouse is the highest and best that I've ever experienced and I've had all the world has to offer. So that's how we know without having personally experienced it is through the redemptive story and testimony of other people who've We've had it just like we know with Solomon and he gets all this incredible wealth. And he's like, hey, just so you know, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Right. There, there's also studies. And if I can find it now, I, you know, I'm, I'm quoting the best of my memory. Yeah. If we can find it, I'll, we'll link it in the yeah. in the the profile. But I remember uh, a study that that actually said that Christians who have mm-hmm. only been with one partner later in life express a higher degree of fulfillment, sexual fulfillment. Yeah, I remember and, and that. Satisfaction. Um, than than others, and I just think, just practically speaking, you know, when when my wife and I got married, it's not like we were perfect. 
by any means, but we were both virgins. Um, and to, to me, there's just something that's more peaceful about not having to ever wonder, is she in her head comparing me against mm-hmm. that guy, that guy, that guy, or that guy? Yeah. When she, if you don't have any experience with anybody else, you're not comparing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But this is kind of off off topic because I don't think we're really talking about pornography today. Maybe we should do a whole episode on that. We definitely need to. Just yeah. this mm-hmm. week, I don't know if you heard the interview Billie Eilish did. No. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Billie Eilish, who is not, a, as far as I know, a Jesus follower, although Billie... Jesus loves you if you hear this. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what year you're listening to this podcast. I'm talking about this in 2021, the end of 2021. She did an interview just this week and she said, I hate pornography and I hate myself forever. Uh, watching, I started watching porn when I was 11. Oh, man. And I was watching uh, BDSM and hardcore stuff. And she says, I cannot believe that, that humanity thinks that it's okay. It absolutely ruins your mind. And and it was just, it was like as much as wow. typically Billie Eilish isn't going to line up with what we believe. Yeah. She was sending this message. And that was from just an experience of somebody that's not coming from a theological or godly. It's just like, this is how terrible it is, what it does in your mind. Yeah, it trashed my mind. Yeah. yeah or whatever. That's so, wow, anyway, That's huge. Um, so we're talking about, we're talking about sex right now outside of the context of marriage. Yeah. So, so um, let's just get to the, the biblical framework. Yeah, let's get to the so, doctrine part of it for sure. Yeah, like I said, number one, like, hey, we believe, a good theological belief is that mm. God is good and his commandments for us are good and he's yeah. the author of pleasure. Yes. And so, so we're he, coming from that lens. Yeah, coming from that lens. Because we believe that. So yeah. he created sex mm-hmm. and it's good. Contrary awesome. to what every youth pastor in the 90s said, <laughs> it's terrible, you're adorable, right? And I remember feeling guilty. So, um, Okay, so it's good thing, mm-hmm. and it's it's good in a good context. So what's yeah. the context that God has given us yeah. within which sex should fall? Yeah, and so there's a lot of scriptures in the New Testament that cover, and so I'll just go out and just kind of get it out there. It's wi- widely accepted um, by anyone who reads and understands the Bible that sex outside, so either before, after, or with another partner that isn't your spouse, would be considered sexual immorality in the Bible and not recommended. And in fact, in the Council of Jerusalem, when they met again, it was one of the three things that they made sure they wanted to carry out to the Gentiles was like, avoid sexual immorality for it'll be well with you, right? It'll be better for you to do this, right? So So you find that in the book of Acts, which is a crazy thought that they didn't even reference like the Ten Commandments. No, for sure. Right? Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you can find um, scriptures in uh, Galatians 5, 2 Corinthians 12, Acts 15, um, Ephesians. I'm reading a list. I don't have all these memorized. Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, 1 Thessalonians 4, um, of course, Corinthians Jesus's 7. Jesus' thoughts on yeah. looking at somebody with even lust. Lo- yeah, even, even doing in, it in your mind. In the, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 So and 6, let's yeah. just establish it's widely accepted. Right. Now let's talk about, so I'm just going to go, now we're in Daniel's opinion land why um it's really interesting and science is kind of catching up with doctrine in a lot of ways science is proving that let's just take it from the male perspective during intercourse um a man's brain is filled with oxytocin which is the bonding chemicals kind of the colloquial term for Mm -hmm. it you know among among scientists that, that study the brain it's the same chemical that a baby gets when breastfeeding with its mother same mm-hmm. exact chemical, oxytocin. And so a man bonds with someone they're having sex with. And so you can see already why it's reserved for your wife. Right. Because that is the person that you want to be bonding with. And um, and it even happens, males release oxytocin during a 
pornographic masturbation session. And so they're bonding with these ideas that are unhealthy and out right. of bounds. In that case, an idea, an a I- fantasy. idea, a fantasy. And that that is probably not even fair for their wife to ever even consider doing, you know, in, in, some, in some situations. So, so why did God put it inside the, the framework of marriage? I think for two reasons. Number one is the other partner in your sexual relationship is so important to God and you want to bond with them and share intimacy only mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And it's so vulnerable and special that you really can't afford to have that with multiple people. Mm-hmm. So that's the one basic reason why I think. And the second reason is because the result of sexual intercourse is children. Right. And when you mingle your DNA with another person, you now have, I believe, uh, um, not just a biblical responsibility, but just a human responsibility right. to now invest the rest of your life co, you know, raising this child right. that is half you and half her. Right. Um, so for those two major reasons is why, and I think there's other ancillary reasons, but yeah. those two are the like biggies. Sexually transmitted diseases would be hardly hygiene, anything. Yeah, sexual hygiene, yeah. Yeah, it would be hardly anything if if everybody just had one partner. Yeah. But yeah, children, now we, now we have a... a an abortion, major abortion issue and yeah. things like that. Um, yeah, the way that I would, I always describe it to people like as a pastor, um, because we talk about this with people all the time. And just to be clear, like, you know, you that ask this question, anybody that's mm-hmm. resonating with this, you're not alone. Oh, every yeah. person, it's a huge and every humanity pastor, issue. every, no matter how, yeah, yeah. Like this, because God designed us with this desire, it's a good thing, but, but we have to, figure out how to walk it out in his framework. Yeah. So I because we have an internal engine driving us to it. So there's so many false offerings to fulfill the need that you have internally. Right. Carry on. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I always, uh, what I believe, and I don't have a specific verse for this, but, um, I believe that what the scripture is essentially teaching us is that, or like you said earlier, Hey, this is the Daniel opinion part. So this is the Craig opinion. I believe that, that generally speaking, sex god designed sex for the the context of the covenant commitment yeah. marriage because it's it's a gift that you're to give to somebody on the outside as an outward symbol of an inward commitment yeah that's great and great way to explain it and so you know it's kind of like baptism it's like my baptism is i'm expressing to everybody on the outside what's actually real on the inside mm-hmm. so the problem that we face is is that so many people want that outward pleasure or that that gift on the outside but without they're not the actually, internal commitment. They're, yeah, they're not actually there. They're not ready. And what I know is this: I believe this. Even if you are a total atheist, you disagree with, you know, you should be able to do it with whatever partners you want. Hmm. I personally believe, no matter who you are, there's something deep down inside of you, because God designed you this way, that you want love. Mm. And you want a love that won't reject you. Come on. When you get older. Yeah. When you get fatter. Yeah. When you get sicker. When you get something. And But what we've argued for in this culture is we should be able to do it with whoever we want. And then when that person gets tired of me, they can throw me away. But mm. God's context is, which by the way is one of the reasons why he, he says, I hate divorce is because I want you to be in a marriage that's covenantal, that's I'm with you for life. Come on. And that includes your sex and your emotions and, you know, the richer and the poor. Your children, for for all those reasons, it's a reflection of his covenant to us and he never gives up on us. Exactly. Yeah, so that's why he desires that marriage to endure. Yeah, 
So sex is a is a gift that gives you pleasure, but it's not just about you. It's about it's about giving somebody else pleasure. Yeah. But it's a gift that's supposed to be enjoyed within the context mm-hmm. of a committed relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So um it is a weightier issue. We know that. Um, Let's talk about that for a second because yeah. so many people. So here's a theological thought. Like most, because so many people, Christians are like, well, all sin is the same. All sin is the same. You know, all yeah, sin. no. And <laughs> it, it's true in one degree, in one it's sense. It's true that and all it's sin. Untrue. All sin will separate you, exactly, right, uh, um, from God. But not all sins are the same. Exactly. That's how I always describe it. Like I'll take a blank piece of paper and I'll say, "Yeah, this is the truth." Is that if I take a sharpie and any sin makes a mark, and so if you have any mark on your blank piece of paper, you're separated from God. So yeah. the smallest sin, it's the same in that all sin separates us from God, but it's not the same in you know child abuse is not the same as stealing a piece of gum. No. And so talk and every to us one about, of us knows that. Yeah, and you, yeah the natural and you law, know you know that. Yeah. yeah. And so this is an interesting one because in the New Testament, I think in Corinthians, probably what mm-hmm. Paul actually like describes it in a way that, no, 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 this sexual sin is yeah. different. It is. So is that what you're going to go yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. He's talking about it's against your body and et cetera, it's a sin the temp- yeah, temple exactly. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so how, how are people to think about that? We're talking about good theology being automatic in us. How are we to think about wait, so sins are different, more weightier? Like, what does that mean, and how do I respond to that? Yeah, so, um, man, my head's so full of so many things to say that it's hard to know what to say. Going back to the question, she just wanted us to talk about the controversial topics, and we're taking one of those controversial topics and drilling in because it's so important and because it's so weighty, and because I guarantee 99.9% of everyone watching this has struggled with either sexual identity, sexual desires, mm-hmm. um, sexual proclivities, or even um, 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 sexual um, fantasies that are that are mm-hmm. that they know are unnatural or like out of bounds. So um, that's why we chose to talk about it. Why I believe, and, and it's we know that the Bible says it's different, but now we ha- we're trying to extrapolate why we think it's yeah. different. I mean, so. For some of you, it'll be just enough to just know that God says it is, and that's why. But why I believe it is, is because of the bond that you have. And when you come into this world, you come in with nothing. You come in with just your body as the gift from God to you. Mm-hmm. And then it's your gift to give to uh, to one okay. other person. And so when you share that gift with other people, it's bonding you to other people. The way I saw it when I was a young man is they put, they glued two pieces of paper together uh-huh. and they said, now separate them. And when you separate them, obviously pieces of each are on the other. Uh-huh. And so. One of the things I think most of, if you're a young person watching this and you're still a virgin, uh, I'd say keep it up because what a gift to give to your spouse one day. Mm -hmm. So I think sexual sin is so much more weighty because of its, um, it's the gift that we can give that gets corrupted. And then two, I think it's because we have such a powerful drive to have that, uh-huh. um, that it's, it's, uh, such an easy temptation to fall into and get stuck in. So the, for those two reasons, that's why I think it's weightier. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. I think it weighs more. Can I more. read the passage? In, yeah, go for it. In First Corinthians 6, because I want to know what you think about. So he says, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Mm-hmm. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits outside the body, but sexual the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Mm-hmm. 
And then he says, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So do you think that what he means when it says, because it appears that one of the reasons he's saying that it's different than some other sins is because it's against your own body, Mm -hmm. which seems like some other sins are also against your own body. Yeah, like food. I mean, eating too much food is against your own body for sure. Um, and then he describes that further by pointing out that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So do you are is it your opinion that this verse in particular or one of the reasons why it's weightier or different is because yeah. it's it's somehow a sin against the Holy Spirit in you? Or Yeah, I mean I I guess so. I mean what I tend to believe, and again, these aren't planned or scripted, we're just riffing and we're trying to demonstrate what I would teach to my kids is that like because of the table stakes, because of the stakes of sexual sin, like, you know, the impact of it, that's why it's weightier. Um, it, it can change you forever. Right. And if you bring a kid into the world during that one act, one night, your life is forever changed by my theology because abortion is not in my theology. So you are now bound to a child and you're bound to that person. There is a, there is a connection with that person. So that's why I think it's weightier. So, I don't, I don't know how I couldn't articulate. So just full disclosure, I typically start by believing the Bible, even when I don't understand it. So this is just a side note. If there's something that says in the Bible, like this is sin against the Holy Spirit in your body. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then I try to get more understanding from the Lord on it, but I start by believing it. So that's my theology. If you're looking for a good theological position, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. So, so if it says that, just give God the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree. I don't know if I could articulate why it's a sin against the Holy Spirit in your body. Okay. So I don't know if yeah, you can and articulate I don't, it. I, don't, I can't either. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily, yeah, fully understand it, but I know that it's, it's, it's clear what mm-hmm. it's pointing out. Yeah. So the, the outcome is still clear. Don't have sex outside of marriage. I think I could um, back into all the scientific reasons why I can, you can certainly feel it. One of the cool things about this issue is we all have it. We all have a sex drive right. and God's given us this normative or healthy process for us to express it and get the apex amount of joy out of it if we follow the guidelines. And what he's saying is anything outside of those guidelines will not bring you the amount of happiness. And if it does bring you happiness, it'll be with strings attached, right? That that's how I view it. I don't, I don't know if I could express it any better than that. So let's, we got a few, a few minutes left. Let's, uh, let's, let's try and consider what this person and, and many others, what type of other questions related to this mm-hmm. they might be asking yeah. and then let's let's close with God's heart so uh, l- let's wrap yeah, a little maybe bit what, ra- what's another que- yeah what's what's another question that somebody might be wondering hey if i've already made that mistake give myself to that yeah. w- where do i stand now okay that's Great one question. question so we i think that you and i would both agree hey you know if you if you've made mistakes in the past or, or whatever it might be then you know, confess those things, repent, yeah. and God is faithful to faithful and just to forgive you for your sins yeah. and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and, and make you. you a new person. And yeah. So you're not you're not broken, you're not damaged goods, you're not Come rejected on. from God. Like to, what God does is he 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 meets us every day with where we're at today yeah. and wants us to walk on a trajectory towards Him from this day on. So I would say do that. Yeah. Are there any other questions that you think are are relevant that people are thinking right now? Oh man, I want them to talk about this. I can imagine people watching this who are not yet married and they're in young adult relationships and they're having sex or they're they're doing things, they're doing everything but sex. 
That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is, well, what about oral or, you know, uh, yeah. that's what people are wondering. Let's yeah. just go there. Yeah. So the answer, just like you should, you should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's for all the same reasons. Right. Yes, you're, um, you're hedging yourself against potentially having a child, but you're not solving for the chemical bond you're creating with this right. person and for all the ways that you lose your self-control when when you're in an erotic moment like that, when you're we're having that Eros love, right? right. Um, you, you lose your boundaries, you lose your sense of, of, of your self-control in those moments. So don't put yourself in those positions. And then people will be like, well, is it a sin? And yeah, it is, it is a sin, right. so don't do it. And if, and, and now what probably people are thinking is your heart's probably pounding thinking, do I have to end that relationship with that right. person? Uh, what, do I what, do, what do I do? Um, my recommendation would be sit down with that person and say, Hey, listen, I just watched this episode. It totally spoke to me. I have a conviction of the Holy spirit. Share the episode, share, with them. share the episode and be like, let's dialogue this. I want my life to be as honoring to God. And if we can agree to do this together, it's going to set us on a trajectory to have the type of relationship that could lead to marriage. And in that context, we can go to town, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. seriously, I want my relationship to be blessed. Yeah, for what, sure. Could we continue in our relationship in that yeah. way? And if they, if they say no, then you know, it's a great moment to understand their character and to understand like, are they going to support you when you want to follow Jesus? What a great indicator about what the quality of your relationship will be like later. And so don't just Is use this it. person willing to, are each of you willing to sacrifice self pleasure yeah. for the sake of somebody else's heart? Yeah. And, and yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, so what I'm not recommending is like, you have to go break up with that person, but I do think you have to have a, a really meaningful conversation get it in the light. And then if you need, and let's say that conversation goes well, then you need a th help and then you need help and, and accountability. The church, yep. people walking with you. And yeah. And we didn't even talk about this, but this is exactly what, what, what I went through. This is probably what you went through. Um, I've been married 17, almost 18 years. Um, happiest I've ever been. Um, my wife and I are actually starting a TikTok about our marriage and and things that we've learned, not sharing from our wisdom, but like we've learned through a lot of pain and, and consequences. And so I, I just, I got to tell you, I got to testify to you, a happy marriage with a healthy sex life is the best gift ne next to my children that I've ever received. You know, I mean, salvation notwithstanding, but, right. but I highly encourage it's worth the sacrifice and it's worth the wait. Awesome. You yeah. want to close with some final thoughts? Yeah. God's heart, final thoughts? Go for it. Okay, so I would just say again to recap, God is good. His yeah. commandments for you are good. It's not just some arbitrary, let's see if they'll obey me. It's it's a gift from God and he wants he wants the best for you. God is the author of pleasure. He's not against it. And so, I just want to encourage you to you know, if you are still a virgin to stay that way until you're ready on the inside to make a lifelong commitment to somebody. If you're not, that you would start afresh today through repentance yeah. and that you would walk and obey God That's good, and good. trust him that his way is better for you mm. um, because sex is designed as a gift from God for the context of a covenant commitment, which is lifelong marriage. That's yeah. what I would say. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you next episode. Peace. Hey everybody, thanks for joining this episode today. We're so glad that you're with us. If this episode spoke to you, make sure you share it with a friend. And every time you leave a comment, subscribe and share, it helps get the word out. We're so glad that you're with us on this journey and we'll see you next time.